This is episode 364 of the AWS podcast, released on April 12, 2020. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. I'm Alicia here with you. Great to have you back and again the apologies for the kitchen level of audio but I'm literally in my kitchen so that's as good as it gets. Now I'm joined all the way from beautiful Seattle by a very, very special guest. No, to all of you I'm sure. Mr. Jeff Barr. G'day Jeff. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey Simon and really happy to be back and your audio sounds just fine from here. As, as does yours. And we are, we are doing best efforts, um, COVID-19 best efforts. And uh, Jeff and I thought we'd get together and have a bit of a chat because we recognize that a lot of folks are working in a context, i.e. from home, uh, pretty much most people around the world are, are in some level of restriction that is really different to probably what we're used to. You know, a lot of us go to the office most days or every day, uh, but that's no longer, no more for the uh, immediate future. And we thought we'd talk about it from a few different dimensions because Jeff um, actually has, works from home a lot uh, in his role as well as traveling the world and going to the office. So he sort of like knows <laughs> all the different modalities. And we want to kind of talk about some of the, the concerns, the concepts, the things that are, that are going on. And Jeff, maybe I thought we'd start with kind of the, the, the mental model from working from home because it's, it's different and you've been doing it for a long time. So maybe share with us what, what you find works and, and the way you, you try and address that world. Okay, so first I think we should acknowledge that even having the the ability to work from home is a real privilege that we can get with certain kinds of jobs and with employers that are generous and that, that have trust. Very and I, I always appreciate that. And I think that we have to first think of respecting that and making sure that we don't abuse that trust, that we actually continue to do our jobs to the best that we can. And for me, I one of the reasons I work from home, I, I love to be in my office. I love to hang out with my colleagues. I love my walk back and forth to the office but I can actually be really super focused at home. And that, that's something that I've, I've learned to appreciate over the years is when I'm doing something like a blog post where there's a lot of details in my head, I can do a better job of keeping all those things organized and sorted out nicely when I'm in an environment that I more fully control. Now, with that working from home situation, do you find yourself, uh, well, there's, there's old saying that work expands to fill the, the time available. And typically working from home, you have a little more time available because you're not having that sort of water cooler talk. You're not going to and from the office. You're not doing any of that, that mechanical stuff. Do you find that you work more or do you find that you just work better? I would say that I'm probably working better. And I think that as an important part of doing this, you really have to make sure that you have a, a routine. You know, everybody thinks that it's some idyllic situation where you get up anytime you want and you do a lot of random stuff. And at some point, the guilt kicks and you think, man, I really actually better do my job. Maybe that's okay for some people, but I find that it's really, for me, I have to get up at a certain time. I have to just do my, you know, make my coffee, shave, get dressed, all the usual personal hygiene kinds of things. Actually have a, a reasonably, not exact, but reasonable starting time of maybe between 6.30 and 7 in the morning. Take some breaks through the day. And at a certain point, you actually need to declare, I'm really finished for the day. And maybe you even have to be very physical about it. And at a certain point, maybe you you close your laptop or you turn the switch off on your the light switch off in your office, or you walk out or you change your shirt, whatever you do. But you need to signal to yourself that says, "I'm done for the day." There, there's always another message. There's always another thing you could do. But you need to decide how much is going to make my day, and then at that point say, 
I'm I'm done. I need to take care of the the rest of my life. Very very true. Those those routines and rituals become really important. And uh, they do to, to share my my sort of world at the moment. So I I don't have a study in my house. It's one of my dreams at some stage to renovate and have a study room. But uh, I used to work from home in the regular times, the before times, once a week. And and I would just use my laptop on my couch and it was pretty comfy and it was okay, but it's not sustainable for sort of long periods of work and it's not doing my back any favours. So I had to set myself up on my kitchen table, which is, of course, a shared kitchen table. And you're right, that machine is there all the time and I'm walking past it all the time. And I had to recognise that by 5pm I need to close the lid of the laptop, put it into sleep mode, because it's so tempting to just, I'll just check my emails. I'll just do one more thing. I'll just action that item that I had put off till tomorrow. And it just consumes you. Now, the thing to consider though is, of course, personal circumstance. Everyone has a different personal circumstance. I, I've a family, I have two kids. They're, they're home from school as well. So we're, we're sharing the space. And so there has to be that respect of um, being present for your family and being involved and, and building routines that are compatible with others in the family. Which was different, you know. If, if I think way back to my twenties, when I was a, a single, a single lad working in in IT, I could work any hours I wanted, and often I would, you know, come home from work, do some exercise, whatever, and then I'd jump on email for a couple of hours while I'm watching a TV show. You know, that's that's not cool if you're trying to interact socially with others. Exactly. Now, on the flip side of that, the, the fact that you are in your house does mean that throughout the day you have the opportunity to actually take some breaks and to take care of some personal business. And you can you can check in on your family. You can get some fresh air. I I just walked my dog just 20 minutes ago. Um, I I ran the vacuum, cleaned up some dust in the, the downstairs, and my my wife's out, or I would have checked in with her as well. But you you do get this opportunity to really be more aware of the the routines of your family, which sometimes if, if we're working away from home, you, you don't always quite appreciate all the things that go go on in your house throughout the day. And I think you've touched on a few things there. I mean, firstly, the, the exercise piece is critical because even though we're um, you know, cl- definitely classified as sedentary style work as we sit in front of a keyboard and a computer all day, when we're in the office, we actually do an, a, an interesting amount of walking to some degree, whereas at home you could literally sit and not move for the whole day. So you've got to be really conscious <laughs> about about moving, don't you? You've got to like even, even between meetings, okay, I'm going to get up and do some sort of movement to just get the blood flowing. Yeah, totally agree. And when you said you're working working from your kitchen table, my first thought is that I am way too often working at a point that averages out between my home office and my refrigerator because it's way too easy <laughs> just to walk down the stairs. You got good snacks. And there's got to be snacks in the household. <laughs> the bar yeah, household has a great snack down. system. <laughs> it, it does actually. <laughs> but so so definitely, there, there's a lot of ways you can make all these things fit together. And so, you know, we. I know that we always talk about this idea of working from home, but the reality is, and I just heard this phrase on a podcast last week, it's called homing from work, where we're at the job, but we do have personal responsibilities that we end up taking care of from the job. If we are now essentially working from home, we can take care of those home duties in a, to me, a nice interleaved kind of fashion where maybe I'm working for a couple hours, then there's 15 minutes to take care of some personal stuff and then back on the job and keep on going. And it, it all, can fit together reasonably nicely. I like that that analogy of interleave because I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I, I don't know why, but there's this sort of beautiful sense of satisfaction where if you can put the washing on and get the dishwasher going 
and then do some calls and then empty the dishwasher and have the washing hung up. It feels good. <laughs> it's like I did some stuff in between here. It's like a magic you know, trick. It, it actually does. It, it actually does. This is actually one of my funny things that I will do when I'm getting ready for reInvent, where the assumption is that I'm so busy that I can do nothing but do reInvent. The reality is I do not shirk any of my household chores. And if I go downstairs in the morning and the dishwasher is clean and fresh, I no matter how busy I am, it's my job to take care of it and, and empty it. And I'm never going to let somebody else take care of that just because I, I'm, I'm, I'm too big or important to do something like that. Yeah, it's important to, to stay grounded. Let's let's take a moment and talk about, I guess, the, the physical environment. So. And and everyone everyone's got a different situation. Um, like I mentioned before, you know, I I wasn't set up to work from home at all, except for just you know, pop your laptop on your lap, literally, and type away. And so, some of the first things I had to do was just sort of get myself an external screen and a keyboard and a mouse. And I got one of these uh, little adapters that you can put on any regular desk, but it's a stand up desk, so at least I can stand up and, and move around. Mm-hmm. So you want to think about some some basic ergonomics. I had to think about a simple thing like getting a different length power extension cable that could run in a different direction. It didn't mean the whole family was going to be tripping over every time they walk through. So you, you can be pretty rudimentary about what you have to worry about, but what are some of the things you think about in maintaining an efficient workspace at home? Um, well, I, I try to have a somewhat clean desk. If, if you saw it right now, you wouldn't. I, I, I believe in a clean desk. I don't actually have one. I like to just have my <laughs> my computer and my to-do list and my whatever I'm drinking, my water or my coffee and my, my pen. I, I try to get I, I do that. Let's see what else do I like to do. I, I like to make sure that I, I've got good hardware. I've got a, a nice um, 30-something inch curved screen right now, good, good mouse, good keyboard. Uh, wh- one thing that's, I think, related to this is... If possible, you do need to be set up a little bit away from the rest of your family. But I always worry, because I do think of working from home as a privilege under most circumstances, I'm very, very conscious of operational security. I I fully trust my family members, but sometimes somebody just steps in your office and takes a nice working from home picture. And before they do that, you know what? You better make sure there's nothing incriminating Mm. or proprietary on your desk. Random visitors. I know that sometimes at Amazon, we're asked if we would like to be beta testers for devices. Lots and lots of just little operational security things that you you maintain full trust in everybody you know, but you don't leave any possible opportunity to have someone say, oh, you you accidentally leaked something and therefore you we don't actually believe that you get to work from home anymore. Yeah, there is a, a degree of trust and a degree of, uh, of operational discipline that, that goes on with that. Yeah, I think so. And even something as simple as printing. Right, you yeah. you you send something to the printer, and you want to make sure that some incidental visitor to your house doesn't happen to see what that you just printed the PRFAQ for some awesome new service that no one but you should know about. And then the ability to shred that printing as well, which is something we take for granted at the office, but not necessarily at home. You know, good point. And when I have things that need to be shredded, I just put them into my my messenger bag, and the next time I get to the office, they'll all go there. It's a good thing. Now, we, we talked about sort of having... Um, well, you know, one of the interesting things to, to talk about here kind of situation-wise mm. is we, if we are in a situation where we still have children at home and mine are all grown up, so I don't have this opportunity, the work that you and I do is largely in our brain. And if our children were to watch us, they can see that we're tapping away at the keyboard and maybe they see us doing calls, but the actual work process isn't super visible. And while, while keeping all of the security in mind, this seems to me like this great opportunity to actually share what it is that you do with your children and make it really clear that 
there's something more happening than than tapping and talking. I think that's a, a really important point. I mean, I'm I'm very lucky. I've got two two daughters, uh, thirteen and ten, and and this is the first time they've really got to see what I do sort of day to day. And and you're right. A lot of it is is very conceptual and virtual, and you know, you're doing calls and you're typing and you know, what are you actually doing type thing. Um, but they're interested in it. And um, without sort of naming names or, or concepts, etc., I was fortunate with my team. We worked on on something that had um, national significance, if I can put it that way, um, a little a, a few days ago. And they saw me sort of you know working overnight and working with my team and interacting with the customer. And then I was able to show them the next day the results of that in in sort of the world. And it was really interesting watching them draw that line between, I oh, said, so Dad did that and this happened. It's like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and it's nice for them to be able to see that. I remember many, many years ago when my daughter Tina was, she must have been maybe five or six. And this was, I was working from home and I came upstairs for a break and I was about to go downstairs. And I said, I have to go downstairs and, and make some more money. And she sat and she thought for a second and she said, how do you get the money out of the computer? Which was a really perceptive question for a five-year-old. Of like, <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there typing, and then and and this was probably before PayPal and and so forth, just the, back in the the dark ages. But it's a good good question that, that they she certainly saw me typing. But how did I actually get paid for that typing? So just really interesting. There, there's a lot that happens in our heads and behind the scenes that if if we can demystify and explain that, I'll, I'll bet our children will thank us for it in the years to come. I agree, and maybe maybe be interested in in doing similar types of careers or related careers, or at least seeing what uh, what some kinds of STEM careers are like. Yeah, totally. Now, now, one thing that I think is super important as we are working from home, we're we're now online with our colleagues, and we're used to seeing them face to face. And I've noticed all of a sudden when we all switched to work from home mode that we used to be chiming, and we were totally happy with an audio conversation. At the point when we all went to work from home. We all just decided, you know what? We have to use video. It, it wasn't. Uh, we didn't discuss it. It yeah, just it happened all of a sudden, <laughs> spontaneously. It, it was spontaneous that we just needed to to see and be reassured that our colleagues were still there. And it also said, well, you need to actually get yourself ready before a video call and make sure you're looking presentable and that your your background looks presentable and so forth. So, it, if anything interesting has come of this, it's how how flexible and adaptable we really are as human beings and we're, we're we're put in these really difficult situations and not to ever understate how tough this is for so many people but when when we are getting squeezed in these situations we the, the number of new distance learning and online learning and ways that we're educating and entertaining ourselves people are in this innovative and creative mode now that it's like it's we're, we're going to suffer as a world for a while, but we're going to say, you know what, we learned a whole lot of interesting things too. Well, I think that comes down to, you know, humans are by nature adaptable and, and over, overcome adversity and challenges. And as, as you, you're right, you know, there's many people facing some, some huge, huge challenges out there. And we're, we're lucky to have these small set of easy challenges we have. But it was it's interesting the comment you made about the, the, the video interaction. I mean, I, I've got to know many people's houses now that I've never seen before. And met many members of their family too. And I think that's one of the things that's changed in my mind is that we, we kind of always had business-related video chat. But there was always this thing that if you're on a business call, you know, you couldn't see anyone from your family and it had to be perfectly quiet and all this sort of good stuff. Whereas I think the the um, acceptable level has has come to a more realistic point where, you know, I've seen people's babies. <laughs> a, a kid will run in and say, hey, mm-hmm. 
dad or mum, can I have this or can you help me with that? Or, you know, a family member will walk through the shot and it's fine. <laughs> it's like the world didn't end. Exactly. We're all human and it's good to be reminded that we, we do have a life outside of and, and beyond the office. And do you remember that BBC video from last year where there, yeah. somebody was being interviewed on TV? <laughs> and and the kids came in. The baby came strolling in and like, so what? You know, it, yeah. it was there, no, nothing. There, there was no harm, no foul there when that happened. Exactly. And we, we, we've had calls where everybody's pets showed up on the screen. So why not? Yeah, exactly. You can, you can have fun with it. Now, one other quick equipment hack I wanted to share that I, I've been using is, um, is you know, I've always had noise-canceling headphones for the office because uh, we have an open office and it can get a little noisy. And like you say, when you want to isolate uh, from a thought process perspective, having the ability to shut sound off is good. However, um, the, the little hack is that noise-canceling headphones do a good job but noise cancelling headphones with the rain sounds in the background are amazing because mm. the the with the rain sound you can get like you know they just jump onto YouTube it's like you know ten hours of rain sounds, um, it just creates that <laughs> ambient noise and you're you're in another world it's amazing. That's really interesting. I used to have some apps that would give me those ambient noises, but if you listen closely enough, you could actually hear the little point when it moves. <laughs> the repeat. And that always used to talk to me. Yeah, you're not a technical person at all there, Jeff. <laughs> there was this millisecond discontinuity when this audio would loop and it would like, you'd get to the point where you knew the rhythm and you'd wait for it. And that, that drove me crazy. <laughs> now, now, another dimension of working, working at home that I think is really important to talk about is the effect it has on you as an individual can often depend on your own personality type. You know, everyone's on a spectrum of, you know, some people are extroverts, some people are introverts, some people are combination, et cetera. I know for some people where, where, you know, when the edict came out, okay, you have to go home, not talk to anyone and just be inside all the time. They're like, this is amazing. <laughs> and you're going to pay me for that? Yes, can do. <laughs> Whereas for others, it's genuinely, this is really hard. You know, I like to talk to people. I like to be with people. I'm, I'm missing them. I think this concept of staying in touch with others in new and novel ways is really important to think about. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. And whether you're introverted or extroverted, I, I think we're all being challenged here in, in just very, very different ways. And I, I think everybody needs physical touch at some point. We were doing a, an online happy hour last week and we were just bemoaning the fact that we can't even we can't even touch or hug each other at this point. And everybody sp- kind of spontaneously reached out and hugged their laptops and their screens as this kind of symbolic gesture of, you know what, we, we sure wish we could do that with, with each of you. And so we're we're all we're all learning something new about ourselves and about the others, and there's the the value of seeing human faces. Who knew, yeah, yeah. right? That, that was such an <laughs> people, important people part need of, people. of communicating. <laughs> what a concept! One, one of the, some 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 folks in a, in a, t- a team um, that I work with, they were, they they catch up every month for a, a dumpling lunch. So they go out to Chinatown and have dumpling lunch, and they just chat about non-work stuff. They just chat as people, which is really great. Um, and they were talking about how, you know, they, they obviously can't do that anymore. So what they did is they each had dumplings delivered to their house at the same time and on the video did exactly the same thing with the dumplings. I thought that was a really interesting way to sort of bridge the physical and virtual world by bringing some of those common rituals together again. I love that. I, I love that. So we, we've also done, within my group, we actually do a, a chime and wine on Friday afternoons. And it's not business talk. It's just it's just chatter, personal chatter. We just bring our wine glass and our wine, and just have half an hour together as a as a happy hour. And these we're we're inventing new things. And right now, all of us think these are temporary. But 
I think some of these are going to stick around for the long term. We, we've pushed ourselves into a sci-fi future that we did we might have envisioned as a sometime, but maybe it's maybe we're making some permanent changes here. Who knows? Yeah, I don't think anyone knows. I think I think we're we're it's it's bizarre, but it's it's kind of a global experiment, really. We're saying, well, what, you know, what if the economy has to work this way? Uh, what if we have all this technology to do this? And I was I was sort of reflecting into you know you know I've been in the industry for a long time. <laughs> let's say let's just say we predate email, um, <laughs> let alone video conferencing. And I was thinking about you know if this had happened in like 1990, how like we couldn't do the work from home. Like our, our computers were at work and there was no video conferencing and there was very little email and there was no chat and nothing. Like it would have been a very different world. Yet the technology is at a place where where for a significant portion of the economy, totally respecting that not the whole economy is like that in any way, shape or form, but certainly for information workers or knowledge workers, they could move a great deal of their work to home, which wouldn't have been possible before, even just a few years ago. I, I, I totally agree. And it's going to really call into question. And any situation where under normal circumstances, the organization said, you just can't, it's not going to actually work out. They're going to have to really think pretty hard to justify reasons why they can't be more liberal with work from home policies. Yeah, it's interesting. I guess the, the data will tell the story. And uh, certainly at Amazon, we love data. So we'll see what the data has to say. We do. Now, part of me wonders if all this better productivity is the Hawthorne effect, where, where when you change something and you start to measure it, then it just magically gets better. And so True. we're, we're going to have to watch for a bit and see that this is there's a sustained improvement. And to me, I, I think like we said already, do your best to be super productive, actually do your work. I think this is a time when it's really important for us to over-communicate with our colleagues and with our managers and with anybody that we owe things to. Be really clear about what you're working, what you're doing. And also, this is a challenging time for people. And like I'm finding that a lot of what I can do really well right now are things that take me 30 to 45 seconds, You know, replies and responses and connecting people and helping out with things. It's there, there's so many distractions right now uh, in the world that are it's it's a little hard to say okay I, I need to actually get four hours together to just do a, a a big thing and I that that's just an artifact of the way things are right now and it, nobody should feel bad for for feeling like that right now exactly and sometimes it's good to kind of you know, get focused on something so you can kind of escape the the day to day and the headlines etc one of the things that that I think is is really interesting is is a lot of a lot of the learning opportunities that are available to people so. Uh, the ability to, to you know, open up the console and spin up a new solution or you know, spin up one of the 600 e-learning modules that Training and Cert have. You know, there's, there's lots of chance to, to do something new to really sharpen the saw. And one thing I'd encourage is you don't have to just do it solo. You know, this is probably a, a, a great time to do a little, a little project or a hack with, with, a, with a colleague. You know, connect with them, get on, the, get, on the, get on the video chat and say, let's, let's build something this afternoon. You know, it surely is. And when when we were first given the order to work from home a couple of weeks ago, I started tweeting out various pieces of content that I thought were really relevant, not just to working from home or, or to learning from home for my immediate audience, but I a couple of times I dropped some hints that said, if, if you've got some teenagers at home that are technically oriented and a bit bored, have them attend like our awesome day in Europe, for example. And I got a couple of messages say, yep, my teenagers stayed up or got up really early. They did awesome day. They learned something really neat. As part of that, I got a, a neat message from one of our colleagues. I think she was in Singapore. Her 14-year-old daughter stayed up. She watched. But it turned out that her 14-year-old and her 9-year-old had actually been 
kind of quietly participating in a deep racer league and were placed pretty well given wow. given their their restrictions on mom not finding out and they, they the two of them had apparently figured this whole thing out and built some models and they were at, at one point placed 20 something in their league so really neat that is very cool very cool indeed and i think that's the thing is is the learning opportunities are there and so it, it is a good time to sort of turn your time to it and also Again, like you said, yeah, a lot of, a lot of kids are home from school and looking for something to do. It's a pretty neat project so you can build um, to, to to stimulate that mindset and uh, and get people getting some new skills under their belt. Yeah, I think if there's anything on your to do list that you say I will get to this someday, if 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 this period of of working from home and not being able to go about normal routines doesn't define your your someday those things just need to go off your list. If, if there's things that you just think, Oh, I, I could do this. I could do that. Well, here's your opportunity. You're <laughs> never in your life going to get a better opportunity. It's kind of, kind of the litmus test, isn't it? It's like all those things I said, when I have time, it's like, here's time. Oh, I still don't want to do it. Okay. Well, maybe it's not on the list anymore. <laughs> yeah. Then it's kind of got to leave your list at that point. I, I think. So Jeff, before we wind up any, any other last thoughts or advice or, um, or insight you want to share with the, the listeners? Well, I, I know that this is a hugely challenging time for a ton of people, but I, I'm so encouraged by just all the creativity that's coming out and the, the ways that people are doing distance learning and distance education. And I, I saw the daughter of one of our friends, she was taking her tap dancing class online in front of a laptop, which a month ago would have been, you wouldn't even use those words because it sounded too crazy. But now it's like, yep, she actually managed to do that. And the, the number of ways people are inventing ways to entertain, to learn, to communicate, to share. This, this is, this is a, who we need to be as a, as a society. And, and I, I, I do ask that people, when they see these brand new things, these, these cool tests and experiments, realize everybody is improvising. They're trying their hardest to, to maybe survive under difficult circumstances and give them a bit of the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, this is an awesome concept and maybe, you'll, maybe it works, maybe not be generous with them, give them some good positive feedback so they can try a little bit harder. And we, we watched a music show last Friday and it took them like 45 minutes past the scheduled startup time to get their streaming to actually work. And they had to restart their live stream three different times and resend out the links, but they did it. And all the audience actually followed along. And I, I, I applaud all the, the really cool efforts that especially the arts community is making right now to say, okay, we're in a really tough time, but maybe we can figure out a way to stay connected to our audience or even build a new audience online. So I, I love to see those kinds of things. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Human beings are, are phenomenal in what they do. And we do hope everyone does stay safe and uh, adheres to their, their local requirements that they have. And uh, I think wash your hands is a big message I'm getting, uh, Jeff. Yeah, wash your hands, stay safe, stay clean, stay inside. Do all those good things. Hey, Jeff, thanks so much for spending the time with us today and uh, uh, enjoy building a bit of Lego on the side as well. Absolutely, for sure. Great to speak with you, Simon, and stay safe. And we do love to get your feedback. AWS Podcast at Amazon.com is a place to do that. And until next time, keep on building.